Greetings, students. I hope this message finds you healthy and safe in your homes with your parents. Um, obviously, we're going to do class a little differently um, because of COVID-19. So um, what's on the agenda is that we're going to talk about the Holy Mass. Um, and then we'll go over um, homework for next time. Um, it'll be pretty straightforward. So if you have your catechism, you can turn it to page 53. And when you get there, we're going to talk about the Holy Mass this month. The Mass is Christ's act of love. So our Lord faces two ways at Mass. First, he looks up to heaven to give himself to the Father in love and we give ourselves with him. Second, he looks at us. He gives us his own body and blood. They are food and drink for our souls. And if you look at the illustration there on page 53, you see Jesus facing heaven and then Jesus facing um, the children on the altar. If you turn to page 54, you will see the altar and the different um, parts and pieces that are on the altar. So we're going to go through each of these. They have a significant meaning. Um, and then when you go to church, you can see if you can see those um, at whatever church you go to um, when you celebrate Mass on Saturday or Sunday. So these are the things I see at the altar. If you look at number one, you'll see the altar. It is a table Mass is where the Mass is said. It is very holy. Number two are called the cruets. They contain the wine and water to be used at the preparation of the gifts. Number three is the chalice. It is a cup which holds our Lord's precious blood at Mass. Number four is a ciborium. It is a cup which holds the host the people receive at communion. If you look at number five, it's the monstrance which is a shrine where our Lord's body is placed so people can see and adore him. The monstrance is usually out on the altar, and if you were to come into church and the monstrance was placed out in the front of the altar, you are to genuflect on both knees, because that is the real presence of our Lord out of the tabernacle. So if you ever see the monstrance out, you are to genuflect on both knees. Uh, if you look at number six, we have uh, the tabernacle, which is like a tent. Our Lord lives in it. Number seven is the crucifix. It is a cross with our Lord on it. It reminds us he died for us. He loved us so much to do this. If you look at number eight, we have, uh, it looks like a plate, but it's called the paten, or a plate that holds the bread of the con that is consecrated by the priest. And then number nine, it, it looks like a book, but they but it's called the Missal, which is a big prayer book with prayers of the Mass. It rests on a stand on the altar. And if you um, ever look up at the altar, one father's, um, if it's Saint, at St. Agnes, his back is facing us, but he's reading out of the book. It's usually to his right side as he's reading it. Um, and then number 10, you'll see candles, which are to remind us of our Lord that they are made of pure wax. They burn like his sacred heart. And then if you look at page 55, the beginning of the Mass. So we're going to kind of go through the parts of the Mass. Um, the first part is the priest is at the foot of the altar. 
The priest begins the Mass, and he tells God that he is sorry for his sins. We tell God that we are sorry for our sins, too. Um, that's the confidior that we usually say at the beginning of Mass. Um, the priest at the Missal and at the Liturgy of the Word. He praises God. He prays for our needs. He reads God's Word to us. On Sundays, he preaches a sermon. And that's usually um, Father will we'll talk to the congregation for about 10 minutes. Um, sometimes he'll talk about um, things going on in the world. Other times he will talk about scripture. Um, maybe the scripture that was read at the first reading or even the second reading, or perhaps the gospel. Um, then the priest will offer bread and wine. He offers the bread to God. He puts wine in a chalice. He offers that to God. And if you look on page 55, you'll see illustrations um, as I'm going through each of the things that we do at Mass. Consecration of the host, which is on page 56. This is the important part of the Mass. The priest bends low over the bread. The people kneel in silence. The priest says the words of Christ. This is my body. The bread is changed into Christ's body. And then the elevation of the host. The priest genuflects, he raises the host for all to see. The people look up and adore Jesus and say, My Lord and my God. After the, uh, the host is consecrated into the body of our Lord, the consecration of the chalice. Now that the priest bends over the chalice, he says the words of Christ. This is the chalice of my blood. The wine is changed into Christ's blood. It reminds us of his death on the cross. It is really the same act of love. Just like with the host, the priest will elevate the chalice. The priest genuflects. He raises the chalice for all of us to see. The people look up and adore the precious blood and say, Jeez, My Jesus, mercy. And if you turn to page 58, the Our Father... And that's a prayer that uh, we've been working on all year long, so hopefully we have that memorized by now. The priest is getting ready for communion. He says, the Our Father. He asks the Father for daily bread of the Eucharist. And then we go to communion. The priest receives the host. He drinks the precious blood. The people eat the bread of life. Um, let's see here. A few things to note. Um, that we talked about it last month, um, the big word called transubstantiation. So when Father is saying the words of Christ, the uh, host, which looks like bread and tastes like, like bread, actually becomes the body of our Lord. And then the wine becomes the blood of Christ after the priest says the special words of our Lord that he said at the Last Supper. Um, there really isn't for homework. There aren't really any um, questions. So I guess what you could do is the next time we go to Mass, you can look at the altar and see if you can find the things that we talked about on page 54. See if you can recognize them. Um, also, I know that last month, I had you um, work on the questions on page 52. 
So hopefully um, you'll be able to answer those um, when we get together in May. Also, I know um, May will be our last time together as a class. So my hope is that if we meet together as a group, we can um, go over all of the questions that we worked on over the year. So if you have some time, you can go back all the way to lesson one and work your way all the way to the lesson that we did last month, which was lesson 11, and be ready to answer those questions. Um, that's pretty much it for uh, this time. Obviously, if we were together, we would have had um, some worksheets to do and maybe some other activities, um, but with us not being able to physically meet, um, I just wanted to uh, read the lesson over um, with you guys, and hopefully um, you can look through it with your catechism. I hope you and your families are doing well. I hope that in May we will all be able to come together again as a group and hopefully have our last lesson of the year um, physically at church instead of um, via a recording. Um, I miss seeing you guys each month. I hope you are all healthy and well and your families and you are in my prayers. God bless.